Okay, we are back, Tom. We are talking now about your third top priority, Rosebuds, as you had seen in the previous two sections. We were just talking about having some competency finally in the executive office again, as well as giving hope to the working and middle class. Well, there's a reason why we don't have those things right now, and it's because government itself is not working because the money is too powerful right now. Tom, campaign finance reform. How did it become one of your top priorities? When did you start realizing our system was so bought? I'm going to give you an answer in a second, John. I just want to give you a heads up that I've got to go in 10 minutes. Okay. We'll, we'll get through this quick. Cool. So it came up. It's been a topic that I've been interested in probably um, since Lawrence Lessig ran for president on basically the issue of the importance of campaign finance reform. And I think it started when I, I heard um, congressmen and senators talking about how most of their time, is, while after they've won office, is spent on raising money. And how uh, if you don't, you basically get, you, you can't compete. And so in my mind, I would like a world where our representatives and our elected leaders spend most of their time solving problems and executing and delivering results to constituents and not, you know, going to wine caves or, you know, or, you know, having like online fundraising competitions, like everybody has to do it. Right? Yeah. And uh, they're just playing the game as it's written. I think the second thing that concerns me is often if your existence as a politician depends on money and a interest group uh, is able to give you some money and you may need them, not this election, but for your reelection, you have an incentive. It just creates bias, right? And it creates conflicts of interest. And so, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, I, I can't believe how many company metaphors I'm using, but I'll do it again. <laughs> so, like, if we were at a company and the manager of a particular business was like, oh, well, I want to make the right decision for the company, but they were getting paid by other people. Like that manager was getting money from other sources. Yeah. Like let's say it was like a key vendor uh, or if it was like a key distribution partner that wanted to get access to this product or whatever. Like, A, you would fire that manager. That would be a violation of any oh, yeah. normal company's code of conduct. But that is how our government works, where these congressmen and these senators, like they basically are – there's two payrolls. There's like the salary they draw from the federal government, and then they suck at the teat of corporate America. <laughs> and and also other special interest groups, not just corporate, but there's all kinds of groups that have resources. Mm -hmm. And so for me, uh, you have to kind of get to the foundation, which is our representatives have dual masters and they don't have like clear independence and uh and the second thing it goes to our earlier point which is if you have to raise all this money to run for congress 
it it creates a disincentive for people to try because they're like, well, I don't want to just like have, go to cocktail parties all day long and like glad glad handle people just so I can get them to write a check. Like, um, so I think those are some of the reasons why for me, campaign finance is like one of those foundational problems. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense, and I think. To that Loris Langsid uh, quote, essentially it's 67% of the time is spent just fundraising. And now yeah. if I told you any job in America, you could get 170K plus expenses that you need for your offices and for travel. Mm -hmm. And two thirds of the time, all you were doing is trying to keep your own job. Why? Why would we give that as an opportunity for anyone? You're telling me one third of your time will actually spent doing the job we elected you to, and the other two thirds is trying to stay in charge. It seems like a very clear reason why a lot of people who run for office are doing it not to be a public servant, for but for the power of like these slush funds that they can kind of start leeching onto. Because it's kind of this club that if you're willing to be bought, well, you're going to make a career out of it. Because there's a reason why. You know, I, I love this line that uh, Yang says, you know, D.C. is the wealthiest metro area in the entire country. What do mm -hmm. they make? What do they export? Bad yeah. decisions currently, it seems. And yet we yeah. are paying them so much. And we're also letting them get bought and have this second source of income. And so it makes no sense to me. And so to wrap it up, since I know you have only a few moments left. What do you think could be actually done? Uh, is it trying to go constitutional amendment? Is it trying to flood good money in? What can actually be done about this? Uh, my short answer is I think we need to put more people like Andrew Yang into D.C. It could start with Yang in 2024, but it could also start with the Humanity Forward candidates in 2020 who are running for Congress, for Senate, uh, for mayor, for governor. And if more and more people, and how I would describe my view of that movement is these are people who are saying, I am open to new ideas. I am open to fundamentally uh, changing the incentives, the, um, the economics of how the system works because I am not comfortable with the status quo and the system as it's written today is a 1950 system that is not holding up well for 2020 problems. And uh, I do believe that we can get there. And I know it because even just in the last year, UBI is now not this crazy exotic like Bitcoin of public policy thing. It is actually like being talked about as like, well, Maybe it's not that crazy. And we have some of the best and brightest and most creative minds around. It will take a lot of people that are willing to sacrifice, though, because I don't think we're going to be able to change the incentives uh, fast enough. So, you know, that's why I got to take my hat off to Andrew. Like, that guy gave up two years of his life. A lot of earned income that he could have had, a lot of family time. Uh, but we need like another hundred of, of people like him.
I think you're hopefully asking. some people, some of the rosebuds out there. I know. Are, are I, thinking about it. I know. I encourage them very often. I really agree with you, though. The only way this is going to happen is if we kind of flood the system with good candidates. Because frankly, we have to accept the reality that when we're fighting against the existing system, it's going to be like throwing darts at a dartboard. Hopefully, we get one or two to stick. Um, and you know, you get your AOCs of the world who beat ten to one uh, fundraising. You could have all your disagreements with her, but it is remarkable what she was able to do in taking down such a powerful incumbent. And so, we need to do this not just on a congressional level, but I do fundamentally think we need to flood the system local on up, because when you think about how you get people into those federal offices, a lot of the times they first need the friends in the local and state offices to help support mm -hmm. their runs. And so I do strongly encourage everyone, just flood the system. Give it a try. Try to sacrifice if you can. Honestly, uh, if you're smart about it, you can, you can run pretty lean campaigns. It, it'll be hard. It might even take multiple uh, cycles. Like you might not win on your first time, but mm -hmm. keep trying. Keep staying active. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about. Do you think we need to be having this huge focus on the constitutional amendments? I know so many people talk just Citizens United, but it feels like because we talk about that, we make no progress on legislative solutions because that's going to require a constitutional amendment. They're not going to do it. I I'll be frank. It's just against their good nature right now because that's how they're in power. Do you think it's a, it's a helpful conversation to keep focusing on Citizens United? No, I don't. I mean, I think that we always have to have big ambitions and we have to have higher uh, overarching goals that maybe may take 10 or 20 years. But I also think we have to take a portfolio approach and do stuff that we can get done uh, in months or years and not decades. And uh, hopefully the combination of that grassroots work the local congressional stuff, and then eventually, you know, getting to the highest federal jobs uh, will allow us to do both. But uh, fixating on, you know, prioritizing constitutional amendments it is uh, probably the suboptimal portfolio allocation. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Well, Tom, thank you so much for coming on today to be able to talk about your top three priorities. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to make sure that the Rosebuds out there know that you got going on? I know you have the Nerds for Humanity channel. Any episodes coming out they should look out for? Yes. Um, in, uh, in about a week from when we're shooting now, I will have a gentleman who's super interesting, and he goes by the name of Andrew M.F. Yang. Oh, wow. Congrats <laughs> to you. Yeah. This will be the first time I've talked to him. This will be on March 20th. And uh, it'll be a live stream, but it'll also be on replay for those who can't make it live. And that's on the Nerds for Humanity channel. But then on top of that, I've got about five congressional candidates also lined up every week, uh, you know, one per week. Uh, in fact, the reason why I have to cut this short is I've got to interview someone for my channel who's running for Congress in New York uh, on the UBI caucus platform. Well, that is awesome. We look forward to that and we will be checking it out. I hope you can sneak in a question for me on the Permanent Apportionment Act to Andrew. I'd love to hear his answer on that. But with that being said, my Rosebuds, as always, please check the description section below. You will see all the content we have on our channel from signing up like Tom did today to be able to speak on it to our cheat sheet and our open source policy. Until next time, my friends, I hope you have a great week and I hope you stay rosy.
Stay rosy. Yeah, stay rosy.